You just like walk around naked and just start shitting while walking. Just like, what the fuck is this? What what the fuck is? Welcome to Movie Muggin, the father and son podcast that always gives a friendly wave when you let us merge in traffic. <laughs> yeah, I, I always do, actually. Mm-hmm. Be nice. If you don't give me the wave, I'm going to ram into your car, unless it has the baby on board sticker, <laughs> like we talked about before. Okay. I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies, chatting about the movies, and more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. I agree with that. And by listening to this, <laughs> you support family. Jack, this is episode number 19. Damn. So we've been we've been doing this a little while. Yeah. Just a little while. Yeah, so if you're listening to this, by now you have heard the movie Mug and Halloween Spectacular. Yeah. And every Thursday you will get a new scary movie episode by Movie Muggin. Yep. Now, these episodes do not count toward the 21-episode challenge because we're not even numbering these episodes. There's little bonuses that we're giving to yeah. you because... We love you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, we finish each other's sentences. That's how close we, we are in this are family. We are in this family. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even really we're understand what you're, what you're doing. doing. See? We, <laughs> oh, I see now. We finish each other's sentences. Yep. We sure do. Yep. <laughs> Wow. It's like we're related or something. <laughs> well, it's everybody's favorite time. Lobby time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is a time we address some things that aren't related to the movie we're going to be talking about, but it's still important enough to warrant some airtime. Jack? Um, want to play a game? Why not? Sure. All right, this isn't going to be as fun as the Samuel L. Jackson game we played. Okay. If you have not listened to the Samuel L. Jackson game we played, we got a lot of good props for that one. So go find our mini cast That we should know the number of, but we don't. Yeah, it's in between <laughs> two episodes. So just, <laughs> just find those two episodes, and in between them you can find the minicast. Listen to that. I think the last three minutes or so is the Samuel L. Jackson game. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so this game... I'm going to give you descriptions of four movies. Okay. Three of them are real. One of them is not real. And so I would like you to tell me which one is not real. All right. The first one, Storm Boy lives a lonely life with his reclusive father on a desolate coastline. But when he forms a close bond with a pelican, Mr. Percival, his life takes a new and unexpected turn. Okay. This movie is called Storm Boy. Next. A woman's discovery that intense desire turns her into a leopard jeopardizes her relationship with a zookeeper. Leopardizes her relationship. <laughs> this is called cat people. After his death, a double-crossed former mobster hitman known as the Bone Collector is reincarnated into a stray dog and begins leading detectives to buried bodies and the less fortunate to buried treasures. Okay. And finally... Following a failed suicide attempt, a deeply depressed toy executive communicates through a beaver puppet and tries to get his life back on track. This is called the beaver. So you got Storm Boy, Mm -hmm, cat people, (laughs) collecting bones, 
and the beaver. Which one is the fake movie? I, <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck because I know if it's one you made up, it can, it's going to be hard. Because, I mean, obviously, all of these ideas are god-awful, especially the beaver. <laughs> <sighs> so, it's, for me, I feel like it's really in between the beaver and the cat people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go... But but then they, they sound too fake. <laughs> they sound so fake that you know they're real. Three of them are real, believe it or not. <laughs> I, I, cat people, that's a fake one. All right. Let's I see. know it's not, but there's no... I, I, that's too fucking hard. <laughs> Cat People came out in 1982. Oh, my God. 61% on well, Rotten what, Tomatoes. Okay, what did the other one... Which one was fake? The Beaver came out in 2011. <laughs> see, I, I thought that one was It stars real. Mel Gibson. It got 61% oh on Rotten God. Tomatoes. So Bone Collector is the fake one. Bone Collector is the fake one. <laughs> or Collecting Bones is the fake one. <laughs> okay. You made it up? I did make it up. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> oh, that was fun. When did the other one come out? Storm, Storm Boy. Storm Boy came out in 2019, and it has a 53% oh. on Rotten Tomatoes. Storm Boy and Gust Girl. <laughs> fucking stupid that was fun that was fun i may have to do that again don't you dare put any of those movies on the list <laughs> uh, except for collecting bones hmm. we may have to make that one yeah and secondly we heard from our old friend gary from oklahoma he was the guy who was nice enough to give us a very strange but uh, wonderful I review remember. on itunes <laughs> and five stars thank you very much yes thank you uh his email is titled boobies Okay. And it says, now that I've caught the attention of at least Jack. <laughs> oh, my God. So he, has, he does know us, <laughs> or he knows you. He says, I have some questions. If you are invisible and you poop, is your poop invisible too? No. Okay. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't think it would make much sense. If you're invisible, your poop is invisible? I, it could make sense. I don't know. I feel like I'd rather it not be invisible. <laughs> so I could just like... Stand on top of a stall in a school or something and just like shit right between like people's legs or something. Where they, it's, it's raining shit. That'd be really funny. It would be funny. You're just like, you just like walk around naked and just start shitting while walking just like on a populated street. And they're just like, there's shit dripping out of nothing. And they step in it and stuff. Like, well, how- you'd be the phantom shitter, like the actual <laughs> phantom shitter. But just shit everywhere. If it was invisible, Fun. you could like shit and throw it at somebody, and then they'd get hit by something invisible that smelled, it smelled like shit. Smelled real bad. <laughs> you know, you could put it in front of people as they're walking, and they would step in it, not even seeing it. I feel like I just really like to be invisible and just stop in front of people <laughs> while they're walking. Just shit, and maybe shit. I don't. Sometimes <laughs> just block their way. At first, I thought, well, then I shit. I don't really know where we're going to go with that question, but we had a good time with that. Yeah. It's fun. His second question, this this is more of a serious one, is the movie theater obsolete? I, I think today it's easier to obviously stream things. Mm-hmm. Um, used to be going to the video store was big, and now you can pretty much stream anything you want to, except for like Revenge of the Nerds. There's still some must-see in the theater type movies for me. Like most movies, yeah. whatever, man. I can wait till it comes out on cable or DVD, but there's some movies that it's like, you got to see this in the movie theater. 
the experience I feel like has definitely changed since I grew up and you grew up. Going to the movies when you were young was probably badass, right? It was badass. It was like a big thing. Nowadays, it's like, okay, how many babies are going to be in here? How many people are going to clap whenever something good happens? How many idiots are going to talk through the whole thing yeah. or unwrap some or fucking candy? How many of the uh, back rows are going to be taken up by eighth graders giggling and flirting like pieces of shit? Good point. How many diapers are going to be changed? That's a true story. Um, yeah. I did hear from somebody one time that they went to, it was one of the dollar movies. So you know what? It's a crapshoot going to a dollar movie. But that some lady was changing her kid's diaper inside the movie theater. <laughs> I people, would be so mad. People started getting mad at her and she got mad at them for being mad at her. Like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just taking care of my child. So shit like that happens. Yeah, I'm I'm probably not going to the movie theater anymore. I And I feel like most of the time... There's not many good movies coming out anymore. I mean, what I'm interested in is Joker. I was interested in um, the cartoon Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, and I couldn't list any other movie I'm interested in that's come out in like the past year, it feels like. I get excited about some movies sometimes. I'm like, man, I want to go see that when it comes out, but then I don't. Yeah. Because it it just feels like it's just a couple of weeks, and then I can just get the DVD if I want to. Yeah. When when I was a kid, we didn't have cable TV. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't go see something at the movie theater, it might be years before it came on network TV. And you had no streaming services or anything nope. either. And Nothing pe- convenient. I don't think it's obsolete. You know, you got all these movies yeah. coming out that are just making a whole lot more money and opening weekends and stuff. You know, because some people, like whenever the Avengers come out, man, oh, yeah, people in droves go. are going to go see that when the new Avatar comes out soon. I'm probably going to go see that Isn't one. that, that's the blue people one? Yeah, right? yeah. I remember the first movie being pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. All right, you got anything else for the lobby? Nope. All right, then let's head back into the podcast studio slash viewing room, and Jack will unveil today's movie. Okay, so today's movie came out in 2004. It was rated uh, my second least favorite rating of PG. Wow, you picked a PG movie? Yeah, I didn't actually know it was PG until today. Um, Very surprising. Has a runtime of 86 minutes. Pretty short. Okay. Got a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes and an audience score of 74. The Mormon mothers tell us that there is one mention of a nipple and that characters slap each other. This sounds not up your alley at all. Well, I probably haven't seen it in like 10 years. Oh, boy. This movie is (laughs) Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. I couldn't tell you what the ending of this movie was. It's been so damn long since I've seen this. This is going to be a lot of fun because we've both seen this movie. I don't remember much from it at all besides Tina. So this is part of our Anything Goes Mm -hmm. that we decided on several weeks ago. I don't know how I thought of this today. None of us have used that Anything Goes yet, but this is a movie that that I've seen and Jack has seen, but it's been a long time since you've seen it. Oh, fucking long ass time. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Excellent. I'm excited about this. It's been it's been a little while since I've seen this as well, so I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good fun. All right. Let's take a movie mug and pause. Vote for Pedro, y'all. <laughs> and we're back after watching 2004's Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, indeed. That's 15 years old. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Makes me feel a little bit old. Get used to that, buddy. Because, I mean, I've had those, I've had wristbands 
of Napoleon Dynamite Forever, the the like the furry cloth ones, the ones that have a liger on it. Mm-hmm. And oh, then yeah. there's the brown and gold one that says flippin' sweet. You still have those? Yeah. Somewhere. Those need to be in the podcast studio. Yeah, I guess they do now. They're they're history for us now. Put one on uh the wooden middle finger I have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah that, I was like, why would we put a wristband on a finger? But there's the wrist is attached to it as well. Yeah, my dad gave me a wooden middle finger that he's had forever, and he used to put his rings on it. And when I was a kid, it was on the dresser, and you know, it was one of those things that I would always go in there and show friends, and we'd have a good Look giggle at about this. it. He's getting older, and he would say things like, you know, when when I go, you're going to have this, and you're going to have this, and I said, all I want is that wooden middle finger yeah. that's on your dresser, <laughs> and he's yeah. like, you can have it now, and I'm like, no, 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 no. No, I can't do that. I, I can't do that. And he he insisted. So now I have the wooden middle finger. And it's great. In the podcast <laughs> studio like it. <laughs> right next to me. And now it's going to have a Napoleon Dynamite wristband on it. It's Would he great. approve? It's my finger to do whatever I want to with it now. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. So I won't be smelling that finger anytime I'll, soon. I'll put that on Instagram soon. Yeah. That'd be cool. Okay. So I'm going to give it the 50 cent tour. Okay. <laughs> Which I don't know how easy that's going to be. How? Oh. It's a it's cast. Gonna, you're going to have to be real broad and real general, and then we would get into the specifics later. It's a cast of characters that I don't even know how to describe them. They're, they're like dim-witted in a way, and it's, it's Napoleon yeah. and his brother Kip, and then Deb. They, they live with Grandma. Oh. Grandma breaks her cock. Coxix or Coxix? He said Coxix. I'm pretty sure it's Coxix. And so un- Uncle Rico has to come stay with them, and he's oh. a character all in himself. And throughout it, Napoleon's, you know, trying to get a girl. Pedro moves in from Mexico. Pedro decides to run for class president. And then basically Napoleon and, and Deb, this, this girl, help him. And I really can't tell you much more about the plot. There's not really much of a plot. It's a bizarre movie. And, and I'll tell you, the first time I saw it, Everybody was telling me that there's this movie called Sideways that came out, mm-hmm. and it has an actor that I really like in it, Paul Giamatti. You'd remember him from Big Fat Liar. And so we'd heard all these great things about how good it was, and we hated it. It's got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, but we hated it. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We, yeah. <laughs> so it had like a very similar score. I hated it. We but, all hated it. But we just drove home after seeing that movie and, and like, this is the stupidest thing. This, this movie's terrible, terrible, terrible. And then we came home and my, my sister and brother-in-law were telling us we needed to watch Napoleon Dynamite. And so we, I don't know, we borrowed the DVD or went and got it or something like that and sat down to watch it. And we were already not in a good mood mm-hmm. because we just seen a terrible movie <laughs> and we pop in Napoleon Dynamite and it doesn't not take you long much. to be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what, what the fuck is what what am I even watching? It's yeah. just so bizarre. The the characters are very original and goofy <laughs> and very original. Very original. Very movie. original. And we watched the movie and afterwards we were like what a piece of shit. We just we just wasted another 86 minutes really? or whatever. Yeah, we just didn't get it. And then it's one of those movies that afterwards I was like well, you find yourself referencing it and thinking about it. That was kind of funny. <laughs> and then we watched it again later on and we got it. And then we watched it again and we, you know, and then we're referencing things like go fix yourself a dang quesadilla. And uh, I had a shirt that said that as a kid. Like anyone could even know that. And, you know, we just found ourselves speaking lines from the movie just continually. It's, it's a classic. It, it's definitely a classic. So John Heater 
plays Napoleon Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And that must have been such a fun role to play. Oh, my gosh. I would kill to play that. I, bet I he, can't act. But. I bet he had a blast playing yeah. that. And I bet he just kept people on the set <laughs> laughing continually. Because I'm sure some of it was just stuff he felt was good in it, too, like some improv. I, I, yeah, I, I can't. I can't imagine the movie without any of that. I can't even describe, really, his character. He was so bizarre, just a strange <laughs> high school kid, the way he dressed. The way he acted, he he put tater tots in his pocket to save him for later. Mm-hmm. He lied all the time about how he went hunting wolverines over the summer and, he, and how he's good <laughs> with a bow staff and all these gangs are trying to recruit him. He uh, he tamed a honeymoon stallion for Kip. <laughs> he, he told somebody that, hey, come get your stuff out of my locker. I don't have room for my nunchucks now. He was just... And he said nunchucks. Yeah, like me. Yeah, like an idiot. But I don't think John Heater has been as good in anything else. Really, I can only think of two movies that he's been in. I'm sure he's been in more, but you kind of talked about one of them, um, The Benchwarmers. I've never seen it. It was so bad, I turned it off. And Blades of Glory with Will Ferrell, the ice skating movie. I thought that was funny. That had its moments. And then this movie, I've only seen him in those two and then known he's in Benchwarmers. Like, I didn't know that he didn't look like Napoleon Dynamite. This is the movie like outside right? until not that long ago. I know. The first time I saw him, I was like, whoa. That- Wait, he looks familiar. Mm-hmm. We we actually saw him at, was it It was either Comic-Con or Comic-Con Fan Days. Yes. You, we took a picture with him. You did. You and your sister got your picture made with John Heater. I, that was badass. I gave mm-hmm. him a high five. And then later that day, I high-fived Glenn from Walking Dead. I got my picture made with Glenn from Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, you and... My sister. And later on, I got my picture made with Gus from Breaking Bad. And, and he, he held a box cutter to your neck. He held a box cutter up to my neck in the picture. And it was it was so fantastic. <laughs> I got a boner. I did, man. <laughs> I it, it was weird because I did. I got all excited like a little girl when I saw you him. You saw? I remember I was sitting next to you. We were waiting in the line for him to come out. And you're... Oh, I did, whoa, man. Gosh. Right? You're I freaking really, out. I really, really did. Breaking Bad is, oh my gosh, one of the best series to ever come on TV. And to see somebody that's such a badass <laughs> character in Breaking Bad, yeah, man, I went to, I went all eighth grade girl on him. You you freaked out. You were short for breath and you weren't, yep. you weren't coherent. Mm-hmm. You sound like you got hit in the head with a baseball bat. <laughs> I... Just trying to talk. Hey, you couldn't. I'm not going to deny any of what you just said. <laughs> you were so excited. I was. I there was, was no one there that I was really. I was younger, so I hadn't seen Breaking Bad. I still haven't, but back then I probably wasn't allowed to. Oh gosh, no. I, I'd seen some Walking Dead, but that's different. So, who would be the person that you could see at Comic Con or something that you would just go all Vince? Um, I don't. I don't really watch a lot of shit. What about man. like Jamie Foxx? Oh shit! I wasn't even thinking about actors of yeah, movies. We're not, we're for not talking reality. Jack TV. Black. I'd be excited about Jack Black. So honestly. if you saw Jack Black, you'd be all. <laughs> <laughs> I probably got weak in the knees. Yep. Who else? Uh, there's there's another person who I just who's really funny. They're in funny movies. Like I think Stifler, whatever his real <laughs> name is, that would okay that would get me going. I think that'd be really funny. Because he's in other good movies, too. He wasn't just like all the other guys from American Pie who didn't do anything else, really. Yeah. Stifler was in Role Models. That's a funny movie. He was in a couple American Pies. He was in 
Goon, the hockey movie. Mm-hmm. Jack Black, Stifler. Those are two good ones for me. Because Jack Black can be corny, child's humor, whatever. School of Rock and Nacho Libre, they will never be bad. <laughs> if you, That's if true. you're mad about me saying that, stop listening to us. Fight us. <laughs> Those are two movies that are so good. You're right. Nacho Libre and School of Rock are fantastic. I think most people agree with that statement, too. Maybe not the Nacho Libre as much. No. But School of Rock, I think everybody loves. Nacho Libre is a movie that gets better every time you watch it. <laughs> Whenever he, he makes the, like, the slop for them and just throws it on the table... Like for all the poor orphans who are there's There's so, so many good parts in that. I love his accent in that too. It's it's mm-hmm. kinda like Napoleon Dynamite though. It's a little you feel a little strange while you're watching yeah. it. Yeah. But it's so great. It, it just takes you somewhere different mm-hmm. and then you come out of it and you're like, Wow. And I cannot <laughs> what watch an experience. We might have to do that sometime. I cannot watch the Incarnacio. Uh, you, oh I my god! I just can't. I just laugh and I grew continuously. up with you standing in corners of the house. It's for fun. It's with for your fun. stretchy pants clenching your cheeks. Mm-hmm. <sighs> We're not even we haven't even talked about the damn movie we watched no, today you're yet. Too busy pulling the curtain back on her lives. <laughs> yeah, so back to Napoleon. <laughs> yeah. my, my back to the subject. There's just so much bizarre stuff in there from Uncle Rico who wants to go back to the nineteen eighties to get put back in the fourth quarter. When you first see Uncle Rico, he's out in the middle of nowhere. Throwing a football and filming himself doing it. Yeah. He's just, he's stuck in that moment. And mm-hmm. his, he recently dumped his wife or whatever because she is jealous of him. But he's really just stuck in 1982 wanting to be a football star. Mm-hmm. And he's just like a decrepit salesman trying to make the next product to make him a buck. Great. Like, <laughs> the Tupperware. He was a good- I want that. Yeah, he was a great character in this. Though. He was. He was a staple because their their grandma got hurt, and yeah, and then Uncle Rico came and kept uh, watch over the two boys, mm-hmm. and he was just <laughs> he was perfect. I feel like everybody in this movie was perfectly casted. Summer's boyfriend was perfect. <laughs> all, all the facial expressions. <laughs> yeah, he, did. he didn't even really talk much. He just kind of scoffed and made faces. So this is this takes place in Idaho, and there wasn't one intelligent person in that whole place. I kind of feel like it's the movie Idiocracy, where you know he goes into the future, and he's the smartest guy there, and he's just some average dude. I feel like if I went to this place in Idaho, I'd be the mayor instantly for sure. Yeah, and if the whole state is like that, yeah, I'd be the governor. I'd be running that place. I don't know if I'd want to run that place. But would you want? I just want to be friends with like Napoleon and Deb. I don't. Would would that get old, or would it be fun to just hang around those people all the time? I'd become a tetherball god. That's all I'm gonna say. (laughs) Tetherball. Tetherball was a real thing when I was in elementary school. (laughs) We didn't. I never grew up with one actually, like at our school. But I saw one with my friends one time, and we were like, "Holy shit!" Because we were like 17 years old. And none of us had ever seen one in person. And we're like, holy shit, let's play, let's play. It was a fun time. It was a really fun time. I don't know what that tetherball felt like, but tetherballs back in the day, like in the 1970s and early 80s. Were they rough? They weren't as heavy as bowling balls, but they were fucking as hard as bowling balls. So you could hit it 
Okay. And once you started hitting it, you were probably going to win because somebody else was going to stick their hand out there was going to break their wrist. <laughs> so once that thing got going, you just get out of the way and, and concede the game. So this movie, there are so many great quotes from it that we use all the time. Like Tina. Yeah. <laughs> Bow to your sensei. We haven't even talked about Rex Kwando. Oh, Tina, God. come get some ham. Like anyone could even know that. That's what I'm talking about. I like all your sleeves. Them. They're real big. I mean, just yeah. so many quotable things in this. And Rex Kwando. Mm, $300 for his class. His character was just fantastic, too. And oh, my gosh, I just I really feel like you really can't talk about this movie and give anybody an idea. Like if anybody's listening to this who's never seen Napoleon Dynamite, they probably doing, stop listening. We're doing a terrible job of describing <laughs> what's going on, but you can't really describe it because it's all just weird. It's really it's stuff. not it's not there's no plot. There, there's a plot, but there's no plot. It's it's like a subplot. It, it's not like a movie where you know right from the beginning what's going on, what the journey's going to be. It's just like a couple weeks in the life of Napoleon Dynamite in this small Idaho town and his adventures in the school. Oh, there's a new kid. Oh, that's his new best friend. It just kind of follows his adventures. Not adventures, just whatever he does. All right. Favorite parts? Definitely uh, Pedro's skit. After you do the school president speech, like why they should vote for you, you had to have a skit, and Pedro didn't have one, and Napoleon had been practicing his dance moves at home. <laughs> Napoleon went out on stage, and Canned Heat played, and he was just perfect. I was cracking up during the whole thing. He was. The dance scene was fantastic. It was It was so good. Because initially when I saw this movie, I was just almost, I started getting embarrassed for Napoleon right away, thinking <laughs> he's going to go out there and make a fool out of himself. He it's was be good. Terrible, but he got a standing ovation at the end. Yeah. It was fun to watch. Boyd's got some moves. He did. He probably still remembers some of those moves, too. I bet he does. What about yours? Oh, boy. I mean, there were lots of really good things in this movie. Just like there's a lot of great quotes, there's a lot of great little scenes in this movie, too, that that I love. Fuck yeah, there is. The dance was supposed to be like the peak of the movie or whatever, and it was it was a lot of fun. I don't know, man. There's just so many little things that add up that are bigger to me than just one scene. So I don't know that I can really say I had a favorite part. We I, talk about that a lot. I loved a lot of the little bitty parts. This movie was a lot of little things. The tots, that wasn't a big scene, but that was a really good part. Yeah. Whenever uh, Deb first showed up to Napoleon's house trying to sell him like th like little accessories and stuff, it was a really awkward interaction. She just ran away and left all of her, her shit at his house. Just the scene where Napoleon Dynamite is trying out the time machine was, was hilarious. Oh, there was, I forgot about when, that. When he... And Uncle Rico, I could have told you that. But it didn't work, <laughs> that it, yeah. It did, like electrocuted you. Just Kip's character was so funny. The Rex Kwando was so funny. The Them trying to sell that Tupperware stuff to the lady, and they're like, and you get this, this ship if you buy it. And she's like, I want that. I mean, just... <laughs> There were lots of little great parts that just added up. So I really can't say that I had a favorite moment. I had a lot of really enjoyable moments. And we've talked about movie. a bunch of them, so we're fine. Oh, which brings me to the next point, bucket of chicken. I don't know how the hell I'm going to give a bucket of chicken <sighs> away, but I'm going to I'm going to do my best. I think I just have to give it to John Heater. He was perfect. He was. And I met him, so I'm going to give it to him in hopes of him remembering me. Okay. Shout out to John Heater if you're listening. Yeah. All right, so John Heater doesn't need another bucket of chicken, so that, that frees me up to give it to somebody or something else. I'm giving it to Uncle Rico. 
I mean, his character was so funny and just so annoying. And the way he dressed. He didn't care about awkwardness or boundaries or anything. He didn't know any better. He just wanted to make a sale. Yeah, Uncle Rico's character was hilarious. Stuck in that 1982. You, you love to hate him, but you love him, and he's just the poor guy. You gotta, you know, bless his heart. <laughs> you just gotta feel sorry for him, man. <laughs> he, he was, he was an idiot. I mean, we all think about oh, back to the good old days, but he just could not let it go. And and chances are, he probably wasn't even the quarterback on the team at the he time. He probably wasn't even that good. Because I think a lot of people like I, I played a little bit of sports in in high school, but it was it was soccer. I was really good at football with my friends. Mm-hmm. like playing tackle the man with a ball or going out on the weekends. And so I always thought if I would have gone into football, I really could have been good because my friends couldn't tackle me. And so there was some thought to, man, I wonder how good I could have been. And then the older you get, you're like, yeah, I would have kicked some ass. Yeah. I been in there. He was well out of high school. So the age and him being crazy and obsessing over it had totally, oh, yeah, if they he, he should have put me in for the last three minutes of the fourth quarter. We would have won state. I would have gotten so many touchdowns or whatever it it got distorted i'd have gone to the nfl i'd be living in a mansion right now with my soulmate (laughs) all right one more thing before we get into scores if you watch this movie and then you turned it off before the credits were done rolling you missed out on some greatness yeah because at the end of the credits kip gets married to la fonda and we didn't really touch on that they met like in an internet chat room Mm -hmm. kip described her as having blonde hair and Sandy blonde hair. She gets off the the bus and she's an African-American woman that's like a foot taller than he is. And Kip is just this really skinny guy who wears like dress socks almost like way up past his ankles. And just he's just, I don't know, man, I don't have words to describe Kip. But in the end, (laughs) they get married and then Kip sings this little song to her. Oh, my gosh. This always and forever. (laughs) And it's so Talking about how he loves her and- but he all always loved technology, but not as much as her. Yes, I love technology, but not as much as you, you see. Yeah. But you I still see. love technology. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's so funny. So if you did not see that part, you need to go watch it again. Fast forward and watch that. All right, we got to get to scores. Yeah. Uh, fuck, this is a hard one. I think I want to give it. A 97. Holy shit. (laughs) Wow, 97. You've only given one movie more than that, and that was Fast Times at Richmond High. Got a 98. Wow. See? It's okay. It's what you're feeling right now. I know. I I was feeling a 97. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 97. I'm going 86. The movie's a lot of fun. You feel weird when you're watching it. It was so... It's a fun movie to watch. But it works, man. It it just works, and it's really enjoyable, and it's just, it works. Yeah. 86. Okay. Cheapskate. All right. Well, that will do it for episode number 19. If you'd like to keep up with us, Dang. you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at MovieMuggin. Of course, you can email us anytime at MovieMuggin at gmail.com. If you go to our website, you can suggest a movie, and we will put it in the MovieMuggin fucking random movie pickers database. And it could strike at any time and pick the movie for us. If you just want to have some fun and put a terrible movie in there, and if it gets picked just to hear us squirm after we watch it, or squirt as Jack likes to say, Mm. put it in there. We also opened up a link to ask us a question. So if you have any questions of us, like, uh, how did we meet? (laughs) Okay. No, seriously, if you have any questions for us. In the um, hospital. 
yeah, put it in there. And if we read it on the show, we will, of course, give you a shout out because who doesn't want to be shout outed on an episode of I Movie Buggin'? Shout it out. My we, dad's an idiot. If I could just go back in time and start a podcast when podcasts first came out. 1982. We might be like the most popular podcast in the world. But guys, seriously, we love doing this show. We have a blast when we do it all the time. And we love that you listen and we love that you interact with us. And we're going to keep doing it. Damn right. And that's not a threat. That's a promise. It's a, it's a threatening promise. All right. So until always and forever, we will catch you next time. Goodbye. Tickle your butt. <laughs>